This Augusta Golf Show podcast is brought to you by Audi Augusta, online at AudiAugusta.com. Well, Steve Burkowski covers the college game for uh, Golf Channel and NBC Sports. Next week, it's the sixth annual Eastlake Cup. Golf Channel will have coverage Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Pleasure to welcome Burko back to the Augusta Golf Show. How are you, Steve? I am doing great, John. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, hope you're doing well in what has been a very uneasy <laughs> 2020 for all of us around the world. Man, well, let's start Let's start with that. Um the listener may not pay a whole lot of attention to college golf other than when it's on the network. In, in some sort of Reader's Digest version, Steve, can you kind of sum up where college golf is right now because of the pandemic? Well, John, you know, you, I go back to the Players' Championship. Uh, I was there. Obviously, it's uh, the flagship event for the PGA Tour. We've got it covered from soup to nuts, sun up to sun down. And as that week progressed, you know, the, the world was becoming uneasy. It was unsettled. Uh, you know, I believe it's my memory's right. It started with the NBA and, hey, you know what? We're done. You know, we're going to go bear test positive. And it was just this whole trickle-down effect of who's next? We're still playing golf. What's going on? And then, lo and behold, the NCAA is the middle of that week of the players. Hey, no March Madness. You know, it went from we're going to do it to no fans, to we're done, to the rest of the spring championships are canceled. So from a college golf perspective, you go back to the middle of March, and the rug was pulled out from everyone. Season ended, point blank, completely understandable, with what we know seven months later. But there were no NCAA championships. There, there was nothing from college golf from the middle of March on. So throughout the summer, what's going on? We all wondered. And we know it was football-based, John. If you're playing college football, hmm. odds are you will play college golf. Well, the ACC jumps out early. They're playing football. But there's not going to be college golf in the fall. Just two of the Power Five conferences decided to play college golf in the fall. That's the SEC and the Big 12, a very regionalized schedule, conference teams only for the most part. And the other three, the ACC, the Big 10, and the Pac-12, waiting till January. So that's the quick summary of we're seeing some big names, some big teams play. We're seeing a lot of others, like Wake Forest for the women or you know USC for the women that we just don't see them this fall. So it's, it's a really different dynamic because we had the Blessings Intercollegiate on our air a couple of weeks ago. Wonderful event, but it's, it's different. It's not the full complement of what we would normally see in college golf. Uh, you know, it, it's a head-scratcher why some conferences decided to play and others don't. Yeah. That's well above your pay grade, yep. well above my pay grade. And I know there's a lot of frustration by those conferences not playing, saying, well, we just watched the SEC play in Arkansas. Why can't we play? So it's slow, it's steady, and fortunately, you know, we're able to have the East Lake Cup. And, and let's hope, John, by 2021 that all conferences have been able to figure out a safe, and worthy plan that hopefully will get us to the NCAA championships in May. Yeah, fingers are crossed. Fingers are crossed on that. So, 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 so the teams participating uh, next week in, in the Cup um, necessarily have to be a little bit different than the usual format. Correct. Normally, in a regular year, we would take the four semifinalists uh, in the match play portion on the men's and women's side. So, without the NCAA championships. We had to get a little creative, but we had to be 
fair. And I think it worked out pretty darn well for the best part. We looked at the ranking in the middle of March when the college golf season was canceled, and we strictly went from one down the list. Well, for the men's side, Oklahoma, Texas Tech, Texas Pepperdine, in no particular order, those were the four top-ranked teams. Well, John, three of those are in the Big 12. Mm -hmm. They can play college golf. Pepperdine, who was the number one team in the country, they got a waiver. So on the men's side, we got the four teams that quite possibly would have earned that spot otherwise. On the women's side, it went down a little bit. About 11, 12, 13, but we've got some great uh, Southeastern Conference representation in South Carolina. Uh, The women just won a big event in Mississippi a couple days ago. Florida, Old Miss, and then Texas. Again, when you can't invite Wake, you can't invite Duke, you can't invite USC or UCLA. We went down just a little bit, but by uh, no stretch are we We've got some very good teams and uh, women that we'll see uh, at Eastlake here in the coming days, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking with uh, Steve Burkowski here on the Augusta Golf Show. You know, on the darker side of all of this, Steve, there have been some some schools that have eliminated golf from the programs. Um, do you do you, do you, the ones that have done that? Do you think that's a permanent thing, Steve? Oof. <laughs> great question. Um, for the foreseeable future, yes. Mm. And in in the summer, when I would talk to coaches of these Power Five conferences, when we didn't know what was going to happen, period, with football, because to me, again, that's the elephant in the room. If you don't play college football, I had coaches saying, athletic programs will disappear, the yeah. smaller ones. Other athletic teams will just simply disappear. When football brings in 70, 80, 90% of your revenue, and even though they're playing, John, <laughs> there's not enough fans in the seats. You know, they get some TV money, but they're still losing out on what they would normally take in. I mean, Stanford, would they drop about 12 programs this right. summer? Now, granted, they had more athletic teams than anyone in the country. Uh, but sadly, yes. You know, my gut reaction is, yes, this, this is permanent forever. I don't know, but permanent for the foreseeable future. I do. I think until we get through this, until, you know, we don't have to get tested anymore, whether that's next month, next year, or a decade from now, but until there's a solution that people can get on planes, people can eat together, people can play together and not be worried, yes, I think you'll see some lower Division One. you'll see D2, D3 programs simply disappearing, and that's heartbreaking, uh, but if you take the passion out of it that I have, it's understandable. It doesn't make make me like it anymore it's just it's a dollars and cents equation where you know college golf costs money and they don't bring in money so these athletic departments have some really difficult choices to make um on a on a, on a bit of a different topic through the years through the normal years of the east lake cup steve have you gotten a sense from the players that they appreciate where they're playing this event they're appreciating east lake do they do you get a sense from these 19, 20, 21-year-old Steve, that they appreciate the history of the game? Uh, 100%, John. And, and like anything new, when we started in 2015, and even leading up to it, I would put feelers out of, well, here, here's what we're thinking. Would you be interested? What's, it, you know, what's that level of intrigue? And once you got a year or two in, John, and oh my gosh, well, we're on TV for three days. Our student-athletes get a chance to play in front of cameras, and you might think that that is meaningless or very insignificant, I'll say it's the 180 degrees the other way. Most of these college golfers, men and women, have never played in front of TV cameras before. 
So all of a sudden, when two or three cameras pop out, and I've had people say it at the Blessings in Arkansas two weeks ago, I knew I must have been close because you guys came out of nowhere. So how can these <laughs> players respond when truly the lights are shining brightly on them? The coaches understand the history of East Lake, the opportunity it presents their team, their athletic department. Uh, and as we get deeper into this now, six years in, the players understand it. They sort of realize, uh-oh, we're going to East Lake, and you sort of see that big smile. So I think like anything, it takes time to grow, to develop, build a little bit of history. And I think we're, we're there now. And I, I believe it starts from the coaches. There is a full understanding that it's match play, after the day of stroke play, it's a great um, sort of mini indicator of what they'll see at the NCAAs. And uh, for the most part, I think we do a heck of a job and put on a great three days for them. So uh, there is a strong appreciation. And uh, every time they leave, they say, gosh, you really did a, a heck of a job. We hope we can get back here next year. Do you get a sense from them, Steve, that especially this year, this year, it's a rare, unfortunately, as we've discussed, rare opportunity to compete. And they're jumping and chomping at the bit. Absolutely. Gratitude is the word I have heard from every coach, every player I've talked to over the past couple of months. So to Michael Beard, the head coach of Pepperdine, he had to get a waiver to make this happen for his team. And his sales job was easy to his athletic department of, we're going to be on national TV mm-hmm. for approximately 9 to 12 hours over a three-day window. You can't buy that publicity. You can't display that notoriety. I mean, Let's be honest, Pepperdine is not a national power. They had a wonderful team last year. Everyone but Sahith Fagala is back. One of the best teams in the country this year. This is, this is a once-in-a-generation opportunity for somebody like Pepperdine. Texas won here last year. Texas is a blue blood. They're here to try to defend, and they'll do their very best. But I, I circle in on Pepperdine from the standpoint, this could be a game-changer. This could allow recruits to say, wow, they're building something special out there. Maybe I should take a look at Pepperdine. So it goes well beyond the three days of, of competitive golf. I, I think that's a stepping stone or a building block for a lot of these schools to say, you come, come to our place, look what happens. You, you can go on TV, John. You know that in college football or basketball. What's your schedule? When are we on TV? Yeah. I want my parents to see it's a home run. So that, you know, I, I focus in on Pepperdine because I think that's the unique aspect this year. He's Steve Burkowski, and he will be a major part of Golf Channel's coverage of the 6th Annual Eastlake Cup. It's happening Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday on the network. Um, Steve, I always appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, Have a great time next week. Thank you so much. John, always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We're going to enjoy it. We'll chat soon, my friend.